0: All
2: right, happy New Year, everybody! This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I am John Denman, your host. DJ Muskratch, the producer, happily wearing all of his Cleveland Browns gear. Yeah, and congratulations, Muskratch. man! It was a much better season than probably the previous what thirty <laughs> or something. So, yeah, you know, sporting the sporting the Browns gear on the New Year, uh, DJ Muskratch. and I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hope everybody had a great New Year's Eve, Christmas. All the all the things that go along with um, the holidays, I did pretty well this year. Uh, I always put on extra pounds, but I planned for it. Uh, I didn't drink a whole lot, which is you know a little unusual for for the holidays. It was a pretty calm one, <laughs> but um, I did eat. We we cooked a tremendous amount of food from pretty much since Thanksgiving all the way till last night, <laughs> and just just never stopped cooking and eating. So, the my daughter bought me uh, for Christmas this little sweater, this little jacket that I have right here, and and I grabbed it, and it was like two XL, and I looked at Kelly, I'm like, man, she bought me a two XL, and she's like, oh, it'll fit you, I was <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay then. It has been a good holiday season, and but now I uh, hope everybody had a great one. Uh, 2019 is. Weird to say that I wrote a check because when you own a bar, you have to write checks still, and I wrote a check, and I wrote 2019 (laughs) on it, and just kind of just made that eight into a nine. You'll be
3: stuck with that for like the next like four or five months. Oh, it's gonna.
2: Well, what was was bad was even funnier was like last year, uh, my nephew. I would look at the checkbook and it'd be like, August 26, 2016. I'm going, wait a minute, man, that's really bad. <laughs> You're two years <laughs> off writing these checks. But yeah, 2019, uh, I don't know what happened in 2018. Uh, we'll talk, we, we can get into all this later because it's uh, actually like the last 10 years have been a blur. But uh, let, let's get to the, let's get to what's going on in the show. Then we'll talk about 2019 and all the fun things that happened in 2018. And this episode is brought to you by Spittle Tap Breweries. Their Houston Haze IPA, this juicy citrus. Man, it's just absolutely delicious juice bomb. Is 7%. It is now in 12-ounce cans. And you can find those 12-ounce cans all over the stores: Kroger's, HEBs, Whole Foods, and in bars all around Houston. Go out and grab some Houston haze. And yeah, enjoy. We are Down south, Texas City, in the beautiful Texas City, the uh, uh, what? And they they have a name, and now I'm in the middle of the show. I'm going to forget it, but it's like the the city of statues. There are over I forgot how many hundreds of statues throughout Texas City. But it's actually really cool, you know, as you drive by the parks, oh, you know, there's statues everywhere. And you can see them at 45, right when you get off, right on the, there's a whole big area of things playing and bulls running. And throughout the whole city, for some reason, they put a lot of statues up. And it's just kind of really cool, Yeah you know? and
1: We need to see if they'll do a statue of a lab. I, yes,
2: think, I, think, I think, yeah, right now we talked about it, that, uh, you know, that uh, a big lab sitting outside a fetching lab here on 6th Street, the new tap room. That'd be pretty awesome. But I think you were kind of going like this. I really think it needs to be 20 feet tall. You need to be able to see this from the refinery. But we are here at Fetching Lab, their new tap room. And we have Teresa, Brett, and Aaron. Uh, We're all hanging out. Started off with a few pints to get the show rolling. And so, guys, thanks for having us down into the tap room.
0: Thanks for coming out, John. Glad to see you out here.
2: And the place looks pretty badass. It is, this is an old building. Uh, we kind of went through a little bit of the history of it when when you're showing it to me and we're talking about it, but the way that you guys finished this place out, it looks really good. It feels like we're sitting in an old building.
0: I
1: That's exactly what we wanted. This building, it's about 100 years old, and we really wanted to leave the story because so many people come in um, and... They tell us, oh, when I was younger, I used to come in here. This was the old AG's pharmacy, and they have so many memories here that we felt that if we didn't leave some of that story, you know, visible, then we would be doing an injustice to, to having an old building like this, you know, so we left a little bit of raw and then added a little little paint here a little paint there, but... Left some fire marks here, (laughs) left some bricks there. You
2: know. Yeah, you guys are talking some interesting history, but yeah, you're saying it was an old pharmacy, which back in the day, it was a little bit before my time. But pharmacies is where you go get sodas. You know, they'd make their own sodas and malts and.
1: Yep. Yep, they had a little soda shop here, and everyone used to talk about they had the best burgers at AG's Pharmacy. If you wanted a good burger, you came here, and in fact, it's actually the stove from the burgers that <laughs> cut burnt fire and burned the place down. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but I think they, from what we can gather, they actually rebuilt after, because there are some folks that came in, and they're... Um, one guy, I think he was um, in his thirties, and he said when he was uh, when he was ten, he was still coming here. So up until maybe about you know, twenty five years ago, this place may have actually still been something before it became an abandoned building and the roof fell in and and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you can still see the beams that are running across, you know, how they're bent down, yeah. I guess, because yeah. of the tremendous amount of heat that took the, ultimately took this place out back then. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah, and, you know, where we painted, we only painted to, you know, the, um, where the plaster was, so that we also left some, like, fire marks, like, there's scorch marks, because um, I thought that was important, you know, that's that's part of this the story of this building, and, and, you know, when we tell people, you know, hey, it's 100 years old, and we're starting to tell the story, it's like, hey, look, I can show you. Look, that's where it burned, right? And look at this beam. And
0: well, One of the cool things was the, uh, the, the poor young girl who actually came in and turned on the stoves that day that actually started the fire, her and four of her friends who also worked here all came out for our opening day. <laughs> so they were able to tell us a little bit about, how you know, what all happened.
1: Yeah, so we yeah we met the girl who started the fire. <laughs> she, nice. she didn't do it. This, so so to be to be fair, all she did was turn on the stove, yeah. and the grease trap caught on fire, right? But uh, she needs to
2: sign that wall back there. She does. Yeah, burn marks.
1: I think I'm gonna sign
2: see the if wall. We, can...
3: hey, we could easily just get her photo up on the uh, wall of history whenever. you can uh, Yes, that's,
2: that's a great we'll it, idea. Yeah. I great did
3: idea. this. Yes.
1: Yeah, because that's actually what, one of the things we're gonna do. We we actually found when we were uh... working on the building um... attached to one of the big beams was this two-by-four that is just charcoal right it's charred and i'm going to stabilize it in like some resin or something and i'm going to build a frame and then we're going to go down to the texas city museum and our landlord and different folks like those ladies that came in they're all looking for pictures of this building through time because this building survived the explosion back in 47 you know, it's burnt down. It's been, you know, it's been put back up. There, it's been several other things uh, uh, through its life, and then, and then it was just a pile of rubble for a while. And um, so, we want to get pictures of that and put it in this frame and post it, you know, on the on the wall, so that people can actually see the story, and they can walk through the building, and they can kind of get a sense of. Oh look, this 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 is how it was back then. I can still see some of that.
2: Well, so many times, you know, what was happening was these old buildings, and people would come in and just redo everything and leave nothing. You know, just hey, we're gonna cover up the brick with sheet rot. We're gonna do all these things. Oh, the ceiling? No, we don't want to see wood on the ceiling. We need to we need to put some hang down tiles or something. Just just completely ruin the whole structure you know the appearance of the structure and but yep. you guys definitely kept that
0: yeah we told the uh, landlord uh, on the one brick wall over here they said you covered that up that's a deal killer where we want that raw that raw brick there
3: and you also don't want to remind everybody coming off of work from fluorescent hell to bring them into another fluorescent hell like yeah. you know what I mean it, yeah. the building's got a ton of character and that's why we want to keep it
2: yeah, lighting and all that, the way you did the lights in here, you know, it's nice and comfortable, looks good, but I was just like, the floors, floors always amazes me, because when you go downtown, you go to some of these buildings that are from the early 1900s, and they still have the marble floors and the different, you know, on on the ground, they're like, nope, we kept those, it's like, man, that's pretty slick, that it lasted that long.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really surprised, because that uh, the tra- travesty, tra- tra- I think that's the word, right? That sounds so- right, sounds, yeah. Sounds right. Um, <laughs> That those floors really survived because uh, uh, from what we understand is that when our landlord bought the building, the ceiling was on the on the floor. Wow. So when you take all that rubble away and you still have floors, this nice. I mean, we can actually see where the bar stools were around the soda shop there's these li- these little wear marks right and there's some areas where he had to add some uh, some marble and some tile and 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 whatnot because it just was too damaged but we've got most of it mm-hmm. i'd say we've got like 80 <laughs> percent right of of the area has has you know the original flooring and you know, I think that's just, you know, just part of the cool story. You kind of think about how many people walked on these floors, you know, and through 120 years, roughly.
0: Yeah. Pretty much every, uh, every citizen that comes in here is like, I remember this as AG Pharmacy. So it's, it's very strongly linked to the, uh, the memory of, of the community.
2: Well, Texas City. I mean, it has a pretty unique history, anyways, and like I said, the explosion in the '40s. But I mean, it was a booming town for a really long time. It really was. And then I guess like the '80s kind of killed it, and with the with oil dropping and all that, the refinery shutting down, kind of kind of killed it for a little while. But I mean, we've seen a resurgence once again down here, and and people actually going, hey, let's go down to Texas City, and with different stuff opening up on Sixth yeah. Street. Hey, I mean, Sixth Street was the happening place.
1: It was, it was, and and Texas City is doing a ton for that. I've never seen a more business-friendly city in like ever. You know, they 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 were just in here earlier today, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll put you on the marquee at City Hall. You know, the the library's been post- like scrolling through our hours on their marquee. Um, they're inc- so supportive they're they're really trying to develop this area and bring it back and bring the right kind of businesses in that that will help to get people moving around spending time you know they're they're doing a lot of events that are family friendly food truck fridays movies on the dike you know um they're uh, in october they do this like touch a truck thing where they bring out all this like construction equipment and uh, fire trucks and stuff and they get all the kids out there where they can like Touch it's and play. And I want to come yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> it's really cool, right? Yeah. And so they're 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 really trying to get like different restaurants, and you know they they were they were real interested in having a brewery down here, um, you know, and and certain types of businesses where you can kind of shop and stroll down scroll or I guess stroll down the road, and and it's open container. So they've done like the Strand, and where you where can they can come really in the fetching lab, down. get
2: a pint, and walk around. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's, very, that's very cool. Walk up to El Cabano and get a cigar if you want to. Exactly. do about right. filling up a growler and drinking out of it down the street. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what everybody did back in the day, right? I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. As far as things go, um, I could not imagine a better place because this is everything we want. We have a building with a bit of history, a lot of character. It's a standalone building. Uh, our, our, our realtor was showing us a bunch of uh, strip centers, and I'm like, "Oh God, I do not want to do a strip center." Sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, trust me, I, it works well for that one drink of ages. The rest of them, yep. no.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we got we got an outside area for the pooches uh, and lots of growth potentials. So this is this is exactly what we were looking for.
2: Yeah, you guys have a nice little outdoor area that, you know, when it doesn't rain for, like, so many days straight, it's going to be good, you know. And a good but little place unlike to hang
0: out. at the
1: brewery, we can now say, it's raining, and yes, we are open. And we're open. Because <laughs> we have a roof yeah. over our head and hard parking. No one's getting stuck here. That's yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> true. I don't know. It's not a bad place to get stuck. All right, let's take a quick break. We get back. Uh, let's fill some beers. We get back. We'll talk more with Fetching Lab Brewery down here in Texas City. Drink a ages. be right back. We are back and we are hanging down here at Fetching Lab at their new tap room down in Texas City off of 6th Street. And we're hanging out with Teresa, Brett, and Aaron. We got the whole crew. It is a whole crew, right? I mean, is, everybody's, everybody's here.
3: We're missing the dogs.
2: Well, uh, that's right, yeah. Uh, it would be cool because you were telling me that one of them sounds like Chewbacca, and that would be fun. We did a show with Brash, and Alan, for a whole segment, spoke nothing but Wookiee.
1: Oh, no.
2: <laughs> really I would ask a question, and Robbie would be like, you know, with his Seth Rogen laugh, and then he'd come back and he'd answer. <laughs> and then he come back and he answer, and then Alan'd be like, <laughs> and start speaking Wookiee. <laughs> And Alan would respond back to Alan's woogie, and it just was like, all right, well, fantastic, guys. And then we'd move <laughs> on to the next.
0: That's great. That is epic. Day.
1: Yes.
3: That's so good.
2: But uh, the new tap room looks pretty fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a place of, you create a place where people need to go ahead and get off the freeway when they're heading down south and head this way. Yeah, Yeah. and,
1: you know, we're only, like, 15 minutes from Galveston, you know, we're right, you know, we're not far, 146 is right there, and actually even 45, you know, is only five minutes, anything is five minutes away, we're right down on on 6th Street, at the end of 6th Street, uh, not far from the refineries, close to to just about everything, and, uh, which is new for us, very new, usually people are calling us up saying, am I in the right place, I, (laughs) I'm down this country road and just turned dirt. Yeah,
0: (laughs) some some of the we've been nailing down as many of the different mapping programs as possible to the new address. If anything says Algoa, Alvin, whatever, no, it's got to say Texas City. That's the uh, that's where we're at now. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah, new place you
2: no go. Yeah, no more BFE. I mean, cause it, it, was like you would, it, it was fun, though. I mean, I enjoyed coming down there because, you know, we're hanging out at your house. We had a nice pond in the backyard. It was, it was, it was beautiful. It was, fun. It
1: was beautiful yes. and relaxing and kind of like a backyard barbecue kind of feel. And, you know, but, you but know, the, the, the this, rain was just killing us. Killing
2: this, this shows a lot more potential. <laughs> you know, yeah, to have a people little bit, come in and hang it. out and, and well, enjoy the themselves. Beer,
1: the beer is still made where the
3: Dueling Banjos play. Of course, yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, where where GPS is like, hey man, you better just turn around way back. (laughs) You remember that highway in the barn? Turn around, man, or you're on your own. Yeah,
0: where the sidewalk ends and the dueling banjos begin. (laughs) Well, I
1: used to have a a, you know thing I'd tell people I was gonna I was gonna get like a motion sensor and put it up at the kind of where the there were these pillars where the uh, hard a road where ended, the pavement ended, and the it, pavement yes. ended yeah. right and it was gonna have a little laser right so when you cross the laser you would hear the and then you'd know you're like 200 yards away right? mm-hmm. <laughs> and just advertise listen for the banjos isn't <laughs> it weird that
2: I, I i can sit there and i can listen to banjos play all the time and i'm not thinking about raping people
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> well, i don't know that that's weird or not yeah. Yeah, i didn't know if it was gonna be appropriate or not He said the show goes on at nine o'clock so i and uh
2: you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think banjos are a great instrument <laughs> although we did go you know, my son and i we went to a guitar center right here at baybrook mom over there and walking through and they had the air keyboards that's kind of uh yeah you know you pull it out it sucks in air you can play and i decided i'm going to learn how to play that and become a master at the uh, is that just,
1: anything like an air guitar? Because I'm a master at that. You know, don't put a real one honestly, in my hands. Honestly, it's real but... similar.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, I played it about the same. <laughs> I made the same faces. You same know, faces. Same, yeah, yeah same, squatty. Same. Right in the middle of Guitar Center, people are like, man, that guy's good. <laughs> 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 it's.
1: He's really into that song. He's really
2: into whatever that song is. He's really into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but the old place, the old place, man, uh, it, it was great, man. It had a lot of character. It was always fun stopping by and hanging out with you guys because next thing you know, it's like midnight and we're just sitting in the backyard, just hanging out, drinking a pint. Yeah. And now it's, it can be midnight and we're just gonna be sitting here at the new tap room having the a, new pint. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, a pint. Yeah. Having a pint. Drinking midnight watch. Yes.
2: Midnight watch. Oh yep. man. Not but, much has
1: changed. But just then, keep in mind, right? you
3: could always go do a little bit of saltwater fishing. Dikes just right up the road, so. This might be the start of your night. Who knows? It,
2: uh, Yeah, Texas, the, the dike is right up the road, which is always good for fishing, hanging out, stuff like that. Uh, you come by here, fill up some growlers, and go sit out there at Texas Dike, yeah. cast out, catch some snapper, you know, depending on what time of year is going on. Moses Lake. We used to fish out of Moses Lake all the time. And oh. yeah, that was uh, uh, not that long ago. Man, my father-in-law, mm-hmm. we used to come out here a whole lot and fish out of Moses Lake you've got a lot of great spots out here because you
3: have easy access to East Bay so you have Todd's Dump uh, the old sunken barge everything else like that and like you know it's kind of like one of those things we don't want people to forget about East Bay just like Texas City we want to be out here we want to be a staple in the community we want to provide you know good quality craft product and stuff like that we're always going to have food trucks food's going to be phenomenal so there's a nacho that that
2: truck at. out there right now yes. that I've seen these nachos. And
1: oh, they are good. Yeah.
3: They, oh,
2: They're yeah. uh, nacho nachos. They're
1: nacho nachos.
2: That might be like the next segment's just going to hear me crunching while you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll uh, just have a conversation just, while you eat.
2: Yeah, go, just, blah, 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 just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, talk about Christmas, New Year's. I'll be back. We mm-hmm. yeah, can always nachos. do a beer and nacho pairing. Uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> so I'm not that opposed amazing. to that. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: I'm getting my calendar.
2: <laughs> Put that <laughs> down.
1: Putting that down. Uh-huh. Do beer nacho pairing night.
2: Well, I mean, we, Muscrat, his, his favorite since the first time he tasted it is uh, the blueberry cream ale. And every time we have it on tap, he pretty much drinks half of it. And so while he's here, he's really enjoying that one, which is absolutely delicious beer. Uh, then I went to the, the brewed IPA for the second beer, and that was, I mean, just tasty. Really nice. nice. Dry. Super dry, super clean, uh, way easy to drink. And now I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm on the amber. And this Wrap is a little up. little higher ABV amber than most, you know, which is totally. the way I like my ambers, a little yeah. bit boozy. Yeah. Uh, I know a few ambers that are a little bit boozy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Hey-o>.
2: uh, <laughs> Kelly, don't and, listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all friends here, but... <laughs> Yeah, but this uh, uh, it's a really good amber. I mean, it's just uh, a lot. Of, a lot of breweries aren't doing just a nice traditional style, but you guys beefed up the ABV on this one just a little bit. And well, the beautiful thing about the amber is too is um, a lot of people, whenever
3: they think amber, they think, "Oh, it's going to be so malty. I don't like anything that dark." And we make a lot of our beers um, kind of like a Labrador retrievers. You know, I mean, they're very they're very approachable, uh, and that's how we want our beers to be. Uh, the amber itself, the first palate, you get a nice caramel punch, you get all that malt, and it finishes off nice and clean. Uh, we hop ours up a little bit more than probably most other ambers, but we did it for a reason just because a lot of people who don't normally drink that style drink ours, and they're like, well, this is like no other amber. And we're like, that's kind of how we wanted it to be, you know? And it's um, it's a lot of fun, especially with the tap room being open now. Um, we've got some fun small batch things we can actually really focus on uh, so we're always going to have at least three rotating taps. Um, we're playing around with a Greenway Coffee uh, Company out of uh, Houston. Uh, we threw some of their uh, some of their uh, coffee beans into our Midnight Watch Porter. And that's um, the one. That's the one I've been waiting for. I haven't
0: I have, sh- I have not gotten a sample of that yet. He and you can't it up have before any. I get a,
2: Yeah. <laughs> just
0: uh, a we've sip. been
1: keeping it from him. No one give him a sample. And
2: <laughs>
3: in, in fact, that's, that's just mean, buddy. It I gotta is, say it was. Just,
2: yeah we talking need ab- all your help who signs these checks <laughs> talking about the amber uh, no respect, so brett and no i
3: had all. <laughs> brett and i had this fun idea that we wanted to go ahead and throw some white american oak on an amber now this was what was that stupid cold front that we had oh my god
0: two two years ago was it was it uh... no it was like a it years, was, was it about year? a year yeah. ago yeah. Last year, last year,
3: um year. we ended up throwing some uh, some uh, white american oak spirals in the amber just because we won't just you know kind of mess around and see how it would taste And uh, we have an outdoor ferment... Well, I say outdoor. It's in the brewery fermentation room with an AC unit and stuff like that because Texas is normally hot, but that time of year, you know, whatever. Um, And it dropped down, like, in the 30s, went back and forth. We're trying to recreate it because... The dryness the, and the sharpness. The,
0: the, of the, drop the in American temperature oak. Was, was right was when the, uh, the the beer first started fermenting, and so we're we're, we're trying to reproduce that because it came out just gorgeous. Oh. It, 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 was, it was good, was really cool, dry. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm on attempt number three right now, trying to reproduce yeah. it. It was.
2: That's going to be it's going to be a tough one to reproduce.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, we
3: we've got a keg in there, and like it, it's it, it's really getting the oak treatment just right. Uh, But, like, talking about new beers coming up, uh, we featured on our first opening weekend uh, tap lineup on the rotation side. We have a milk stout. Um, And we were like, oh, you know, like, we love that. Like, we love the presence of the lactose. I mean, it just really rounds out all the roasted barley, all that chocolate. Um, And we were kind of like, all right, you know, let's see how it goes. And people were just drinking the living crap out of it. Uh, So we decided, we're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and upscale that. We're going to put it in a large batch, put some of it out in the market, save some for here. Um, So now that we have the taproom open and we're able to open up as much as we can because we don't have to worry about rain and a grass parking lot, (laughs) uh, we're able to start producing some of these bigger, more fun beers, become a little bit more, quote-unquote, as some people like to call it, dynamic uh, by being able to go ahead and produce new batches all the time because we have a place for them to go like definitely
1: we actually have a Uh, barley wine on tap right now so that's you know
2: I'm saving that one for the last segment so I've learned that lesson a long time ago we have our barrel aged
1: you know beer on barrel aged porter so
3: So so. the fun thing about that barley wine is it's uh, a lot of people were like well you know are you going to go American are you going to go English we kind of did like a fusion in between Uh, We wanted that malt presence from that English style, that very traditional style. We threw some blackstrap molasses in there to kind of give it a little, you know, funky sweetness at the very end. And it just comes out to the point where you almost chew this beer. It's so heavy. It brings in right at like 10.2%. We ended up rounding it off at 10. And uh, you can't taste the alcohol content, which is a good thing and a bad thing, I guess, if you want to consider it that. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're going to see a lot more fun stuff coming out from us. Uh, We have a few uh, double dry hopped IPAs we're putting through. Uh, Next one is um, uh, really featuring Falconer's Flight, so we want to go with that kind of hoppy haze. Uh, Not necessarily juicy, but still juicy, but also hops in your face. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, we got a Pub Mild coming up. Um, We have a Blonde, a Pilsner. Uh, Just all kinds of fun stuff that we're actually able to go ahead and put out. We're having a good time with it, so.
1: Yeah, we, we, we tried at the at the old place, but then it rained. We threw out more, like you know, small batches. We drank batches. more than we wanted we to. We drank more than <laughs> we wanted to, because you're just like, I can't I can't have an IPA sitting there for a month and a half. Yeah. Without going on, you know, because it's been raining for the last month and a half, right? And so we were like, it's ready, but oh. Have no. you seen so the now, inflatable now hot tubs?
2: It. Because that would be fun with an uh, with an IPA. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, don't fizzy, throw it fizzy. out. It tickles. Yeah. And, and, uh, so let's <laughs> uh, let's uh, have a hot tub night with a uh, full of IPA. Mm. Percolate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Park, park. Oh man, bad things could happen. <laughs> oh, Most no. talking about parking lot party at, at DOA.
3: I'm actually ready for the uh, next World Series parade where we meet up at
2: DOA. John wasn't there last time. I feel like I was out of the country when that happened.
3: No excuse. Astros won their first World Series. I know. I should have been there, man. I know.
2: I I honestly should have been there. I I was there.
1: Where is your dedication?
2: Austin remembers. I was there in spirit. So does David Flores. Wait, no. I I was actually no. I was in New York because Kelly went. So my significant my significant other was there. Same day. You had had
1: representation.
2: (laughs) I was walking around New York City wearing my Astros gear. If that's not dedication, then tell me what is.
3: All right. Touche. All right.
2: All right, let's I'll take a break. I'll give one to you. And uh, when we get back, Brett poured uh, a nice little bottle of something that smells fantastic, as dark as night, oh, and man. maybe dark as midnight.
0: Oh, uh, yes. We're going to talk you about might this. You want to watch for it. Tell you all about you might it want to
2: watch for this.
0: You might be, it, you might be able to smell it through the microphone.
2: <laughs> so everybody put their nose to the radio. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Drink of Ages. Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, in Houston Haze, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. Six and a half percent, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. <laughs> We are back this is drink of Ages radio show i'm john denman dj Muskrat, producer we are hanging here at fetching lab down in texas city the new tap room with teresa brett and aaron and we all just had our minds blown by some <laughs> difference between co2 and nitro beers of course there's a big i mean you taste one that's on co2 and aaron you talk about it you know and then you put it on nitro, is definitely different, but the blueberry cream ale. So, blueberry cream ale on CO2 is a nice, just subtle blueberry, it smells like blueberries, very easy drinking, nitro. You get like this like burst of like
3: vanilla, fresh blueberry muffin. Exact same recipe, just different gas. And it kind of blows people's minds because they're like, oh my God, this is a different beer. I was like, no, it's not, just a different gas.
2: Uh, and we went ahead and blended, the Muskrat mix. Yeah. It was like, hey, what if we put them together? Because that I mean, the, the blueberry is his favorite beer uh, that's ever been made in the history of mankind, and Aww. it is Aww. it is really really good. But us, it. he he drinks he drinks all of it. So
3: he finished a half barrel last time, right? He, he did. did yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Austin Austin said it was like one guy drinking everything, so. <laughs> He's like, he was wearing a track suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my scratch. <laughs> yes. Yes. So blended the two, a little CO2 and some nitro, and all of a sudden you start getting some raspberry flavors. It's just, I don't know. Man. It's a nature of gas, man. It's awesome. Science.
1: Science.
3: Science, Science. In there. Science and we stuff. We just
1: scienced that beer. We, we scienced <laughs> the hell out of that beer.
3: So come by the tavern and try our 50-50 mix of blueberry nitro and blueberry on CO2. <laughs> I'm trying to do, like, the winky eyes right I know, now. I know. Everybody we, saw it. Yeah, everybody, yeah. I, I wish L- everybody could see this right now. Yeah. They,
1: they can see through yeah. This mind.
3: is for you, Alan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so let's talk about this nice-looking, extremely dark beer in front of me that you, you pulled a bottle out.
0: All right, I got to say that my favorite genre of all beers tends to be the barrel-aged beers. So a friend of ours uh, at another brewery in this area is like, hey, Brett, I got it in on some Garrison Brother whiskey barrels. And we're like, okay. So we, we actually made the what four-hour trip up to to uh, where um, Garrison Brothers is? Picked up just two of them at first and brought them down here. So this is our first attempt at barrel aging, and because we didn't know how things were gonna coming out, we started out with our Midnight Watch uh, Porter in one of them, and the Chocolate Vanilla Chili Pepper Stout, known as Bound and Determined, in the other, and we let it sit there for about six months, and it was like we were like, like uh, Aaron over here is like I'm, I'm like can we taste it? Aaron's like, no, hold. I'm like, can we taste it? Aaron's like, no, hold. And it's like, there's repeating, uh, yeah, just repeat each week until, until finally Aaron goes, all right, now let's taste it. Oh, that was, like, that was like, like month four or so. And around month six, we actually tried them. And we're, we're trying them with different, because uh, you usually tend to blend the beers back amongst themselves. And at, at one point, we actually added the two of them together. So when we mixed the actual Midnight Watch Porter and the Bound and Termin together, amazing beer so john have you had yours yet go ahead
2: i I am steadily just keep talking i'm drinking this thing (laughs)
1: yeah so so we blended it up we call it uh bound at midnight it's available in uh 22 ounce bottles from the uh, tap room and then we still have some on the uh tap wall at the tap room
3: now keep in mind we've also done all the bottle conditioning for you because it was bottled 718 of 2018 you want to so drink it? It is prime yeah. time yeah. drinking.
2: This it. is it really, really good.
1: Yeah, we, we we bottle conditioned it for you, and uh, um, and then we have some we have some other barrel Age stuff coming through. We're starting up our barrel Age program. We uh, we have our Midnight Watch Porter. We cranked it up to nine percent, so we made an imperial porter out of it. And uh, we threw it into some freshly dumped Garrison Brothers barrels. They had literally been dumped the day before. Day before yeah. And uh, so they're going to sit. And they're going to sit for a little while. We're at six months right now. And we're going to continue to let them sit for a little bit longer. So I think each time we're learning a little bit more. Oh, Aaron just said like five. Does that mean five more months? Is no, that just a, like. You mess with Brett just so that he doesn't he doesn't get to taste him for a Brett little while. Brett
2: doesn't get to taste him at all.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's too bad because uh, it's, it's always fun to pull the little nail out. Just to get a little sample and then put the nail back in. Yeah. Well, John, whenever you want to come down to the brewery, I'll
3: make sure they're not there and we can taste them. <laughs> yeah. Now, there yeah. might be a t- one or two barrels missing by that time.
1: Uh, I don't know. I count them every day. I go out there, I'm like one, two, three, four, five, six.
2: <laughs> this is really, really good, though. Thank um, you.
1: And we, and we
3: found because of the Garrison Brothers, like, I mean, the barrels are a little bit hot, especially when they're that fresh. Uh, the uh, Midnight Watch version, the upped ABV version uh, that we put in, um, it's got the body on it. Uh, we tasted it right at the uh, four and a half month mark, and you could almost chew through this beer. And um, actually, Brett brought this up earlier because it's cooler outside. We actually might get a better barrel extraction. I mean, like, it's something fun for us. We just kind of experiment. and going to have fun with it, so. I'm sorry, Teresa brought that up. (laughs) I just got the the stink eye.
0: Evil eye, yes. Uh Uh-oh. Ah!
2: Well, some of the best beers that, uh, barely aged beers that uh, I've tried, that I'm like, man, this is really good. We're happen on accident you know? all Yeah. Sudden you, you put it, the, the barrels in the warehouse like oh we're looking at cooler temperatures for the next you know little while and all of a sudden it warms up to 85 degrees in the warehouse and then it cools back down to 30 degrees and it warms back up and all of a sudden it's like man that is delicious
0: yeah well, you want those temperature fluctuations
1: yeah, for, for a barrel age you want that. Now we've had we've had some kinda happy happy accidents before where, you know, you have a beer that's uh, that's going and you know, you don't think about needing to heat your beer. You think about keeping it chill. And then you have this crazy cold front come through and it starts dropping your fermentation temperature and you're like, There's nothing I can do about this and you're just sitting there praying that nothing happens you know nothing bad is happening right and you know with cold very few bad things are happening but it's going to change your beer and then you try that beer and you're like this is the best version of this beer
0: ever (laughs) right you're
1: like Holy cow! Maybe we need to change what we're doing. We would never have thought to. We're
0: fermenting at forty degrees now.
1: (laughs) It's the (laughs) same thing.
3: It's the it's the same thing. Talking about the first OK Jamber we ever did. I like we are trying to recreate that as hard as we can, but. We can't mimic yeah. that temperature drop. It was yeah. stupid. I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, we have,
1: Yeah, it was. Because it went uh, from like
3: seventy-five degrees down to like twenty something, yeah. and stayed and there for like three up, days, and you know. then went back right, right back yeah. up. So, so yeah, so it, it was it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and, it was and cold so as that crap. beer was a, it was affected, but it was affected in such a Amazing. wonderful way. It was. A, I drank know, most of it. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, Brett he did. We put it on top, and uh, Brett had been sampling it. Sampling. And like ten glasses later, this. Well, we had is fifteen done.
3: gallons, and next thing you know, I'm like no, we only put three gallons in there. What are you
0: talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: jeez. We're only filling like two growlers now, guys. <laughs> I know, Just right? put, let everybody know. Right.
0: Well, we gotta. I'm not gonna reveal it, but we do have a we do have a grand vision. If we can get the uh, oak age to do correctly, we've got some other modifications, and if we ever come out with it, your mind will be absolutely blown.
2: Yeah. yeah, and of course Brett would not say what those grand visions are uh,
0: <laughs> he
2: pointed at me though and he, he like, said he, he said something to me though I'm not going to yeah. repeat it
1: I, I, I think we'll he, yes. I think he was saying he's
3: whispering you and I we'll talk, so we'll talk later we'll talk later sweet nothing Off is the across ear. the microphones like mm. John that's a nice beard you have oh by no, the way else, no. thanks for not being here Mario Sebastian
2: Barry Classic Mario. <laughs> Classic Mario, not not here. No. In
3: California still probably. Well whatever.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I just apparently I wasn't in California this week. Well so. apparently
3: we weren't invited, so I'm a little upset.
2: No. Some. No, just friends spending uh the New Year's on the Queen Mary. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah it does yeah. sound like a lot of fun. We did not get invited to that. Oh no. Thanks again, Mario. But <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you mean it I don't really mind, though, um, because, honestly, this was the first New Year's Day that I woke up and I was like, hey, man, I feel pretty fantastic. Let's do something. You weren't nursing a
1: hangover? I was
2: not nursing a hangover. You
1: know what we do? We do uh, uh, New Year's at Gordon Street. He does Irish New Year's. Gordon Street Tavern.
2: 6 p.m. 6 p.m. PM,
1: Right? So then I can kind of be a little bit of a curmudgeon, right, Mm -hmm. and get to bed and a reasonable time but I'm off the road right we've already done all of our celebrations and I'm off the road before all the drunk people honestly hit the road right and so we're home by 8 and we feel like we've done everything that we needed to do for uh, yeah. for New Year's because you know when you're when you own a business you're you you do not want to be out till 2 in the morning nah. anymore right I mean
2: I think I've just reached that age also like, like this year I reached that age oh this year this year and it was like you know what 2 in the morning starts to hurt Uh, 2 o'clock in the morning I'm sitting there going hey guys uh, kids are home everybody's home we're watching King of the Hill it's like I'm going to bed
1: (laughs) I'm going to bed
2: (laughs) my fiance and I we were asleep
3: I think she woke me up like maybe like 11.58 I was probably out cold by maybe 8 o'clock at night watching It's Always Sunny hanging out I just passed out she woke me up kiss each other at New Year's and went right back to bed (laughs) and I'm okay with that Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Like well, I don't need I don't need rumplements in my life anymore, you know? Man. And I but never knowing, thought the knowing. day that I would say that. It's like, man, I was like, wake up in the morning, I was like, man, I don't need rumplements anymore and I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. Well, the And part then he is was
1: at at the uh, brewery at like 6 a.m. like yeah. cleaning kegs or something. And so he doesn't he Taking
2: doesn't care need of business. Right
1: he needs to clean some kegs, you
2: know. Well the Thank bad you. bad thing is uh New Year's Eve, this this is my life now. New Year's Eve, I'm like, nah, I don't party, like partying, I'm just gonna chill, you know, no. take it easy. Went to I was at the pub till about ten, went home, uh, boiled some shrimp, made some crab cakes. I mean it was a nice little evening yeah. with the wife, you know, and whatnot, have some invite. wine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'd be like next Tuesday, I'm like, we're raging.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go guys. Who's with Do me? it? <laughs> well the beautiful thing is I found since I've since I've been in my thirties. You don't party on Friday, Saturday anymore. You party on Tuesdays, Wednesdays. A lot of times, yeah. You know, then whenever you had to be back at the brewery at like four o'clock in the morning for that brew day, it's gonna suck.
1: Yeah.
2: My my party days are very unexpected. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't mean to ever. It's always like, no man, I'll be home in just a little while, and then all of a sudden it just rolls into an all nighter. Uh I'm not gonna Uh uh wait. Wait. Uh uh You notice I don't book very Uh many distilleries. On Wednesday nights hey, for hey, Drink of Ages Radio, you know we're show. just
3: right down the road from uh, Raylene right now, right?
2: I do know, and <laughs> Raylene. And while you're down here, Raylene as a distillery is a great place to go. Oh, hang out. Oh,
1: she's phenomenal, yeah. she's yeah, she's right. Kelly puts up,
2: out some right of up the up best rum I've ever had. Period. It is really good. It is really good. Uh, actually, down while you're down here, I mean, there's a few places we talk about. Like, Texas Beer Refinery It's not that far. You have Duo mm-hmm. Wine and a uh, Cider. Yeah. So what do you yeah.
1: what do you know Galveston about that Bay, new um, uh, uh, Texas uh, um, Devil in the Deep's down there? Devil
2: in the Deep's down in Galveston. Galveston,
3: yeah. and Galveston
1: Island. Yep. Love those guys down There's there. yeah. Awesome Galveston's got a good, too, yeah. got,
0: got a good some... beer scene. What do you, what do you
3: know Galveston. about the new distillery on the uh, seawall? I know nothing about. it Apparently, it just no. popped up.
0: Yeah, just
3: I saw it and I was like, "What
2: the hell? Where'd this come
3: from?" So, but yeah. apparently, they have a really good whiskey. So,
2: why would you? I mean, if I was going to be on the seawall with a distillery, I would make rum. Well, they make, it would be like I Boat guess they drinks have, all day long uh, uh, Somebody
3: was talking about it. I guess they have uh, Rum, whiskey And vodka maybe I don't know Don't 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 quote me on that I'm just hearing what I heard I haven't been to it yet So
2: No Is it, I mean, is it open? No uh, I think so Yeah Oh man Yeah no clue I don't know It sounds like a trip We need to make Darren right, I think we need to go down there down. And, and uh, check it out Yeah whenever you're down I'm uh, down Yeah do some R&D Yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah some uh, research and development right?
2: Yes What are we developing? A hangover. <laughs> no, no, no. A nice.
3: good quality buzz. Come a good on, quality buzz. Right. Yes,
2: yes, Jeez. yes. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We get back we <laughs> We we'll be sitting over here at Fetching Labs new tap room. Still hanging out with uh, Teresa, Brett, and Aaron. Drinking nothing, but man, I'm. I, I don't know about this one. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to drink some more. But down at midnight. Down at midnight. That's a. Uh, it's good, but it's dangerous.
1: It is dangerous. It is dangerous. It's, uh, what is it? Ten. Ten percent. 10%.
2: All right, let's, go ahead, saying, and let's go ahead and that's finish that's up ish. the show with some 10%. more of that. <laughs> you know? Drink of Ages. Be right back. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32 ounce growler or build a mixed six pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Drink of Ages. Hope everybody's having a great night tonight, being safe out there, driving around Houston, or if you're having a few beers, Ubering, lifting, whatever it is, man, riding your bike around. It's a, hope everybody's having a good night out there. Uh, We are down in Texas City doing tonight's radio show at Fetching Labs, New Tap Room, just off Highway 6, you know, just right off 45 as you're heading down south, right around the Bucky's exit. Kick-ass little tap room, a lot of fetching lab beers on tap, as you should expect, but a lot more than what you find on the market. You guys are doing a lot of interesting things. You got the Nitro Blueberry for your Nitro beer right now. We went through a very nice barrel-aged beer the last segment, and now I'm sitting in front of me, I have a little barley wine for the fourth segment, but uh, no, you guys are making a lot of different beers, and... Out in the market, you only put out, you, know, you have your core lineup that you put out. And every once in a while, we see some other stuff come out. And Is that going to change more now with the tap room and Absolutely. upping production?
3: Absolutely, yes. Um, now that we have a good base of testing any of our like you know small batches and stuff like that, uh, now that we actually have concrete parking and a roof over the heads of over the uh, tap area and stuff like that and everything else, you know, like we, we have a lot more freedom um, and a lot more, I guess, traffic to go ahead and push some of these small batches and stuff like that. Um, and like we talked about in one of the other segments too uh, earlier, is like uh, uh, the milk stout. Um, it went so well. We're like, hey man, we're going to go ahead and put this out in a large batch.
2: Well, Teresa, you. A lot of things that was going on at the other place. I mean, you you were you built. You're like, I'm gonna build this. I'm gonna, I've got this idea. I'm building this, and then now all of a sudden you walk into like the tap room and it's like, man, what what else can you do? I mean, you guys built these tables.
1: We built the tables. We made them look like uh, reclaimed barn barnwoods. We uh did the uh the light pictures of the palette lights um you know built the mop sink cabinet which strangely after after the fact realized it looked kind of like an outhouse but whatever i might carve a little uh half it's not moon an in there house, it's, not an it's not an outhouse <laughs> <laughs> just so you know it's not an outhouse
3: channing don't pee in the sink
1: <laughs> don't, yeah channing don't pee in the sink you know, um, you know, so there's always things, uh, we're working on the acoustics in here. It's a little echoey, just being, uh, an old building with, the, uh, you know, the, the kind of floors that it has. And so I'm building acoustic panels. And so there's always something for me to, to do. And, and then of course we're always needing tap handles We you know, we make the, we make our own tap handles and, you know, as our market expands out in, um, uh, in Houston, You know, we always need more tap handles, so I'm making those. And you know, I always uh, tell Brett that I need to make myself a wood shop, (laughs) you know, because you know. And if we ever build a bigger brewery, I know what I'm going to reclaim the brewery as. Sour house. (laughs) No, it's going to be my wood shop. (laughs) We'll we'll build you a sour house somewhere else
2: <laughs> that'll be the shed in the back the shed in yeah, the back we, can
1: be the sour house so here the dog is in enough.
3: well you know i was actually planning on putting a still in there without you guys knowing about it so we'll oh. see where that goes yeah yeah yeah
1: well you know there's some property to hide it in right you know hide <laughs> in the far back of the property it'd be like moonshiners
2: a floating <laughs> still yeah, in the right? Pond. Yeah, yeah. still in the pond. I'm that's cool with that. I know. <laughs> Keep the explosions down to a, uh, a, mi- a mi- minimum. Minimally. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Ish. Hopefully. And uh, uh, you guys, have, uh, what are we coming up on, the three-year anniversary? Four. Four-year. Four-year four anniversary. Year. Three year anniversary was last February?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah.
2: So coming up on the four-year anniversary.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's nutty. February 14th. So we're going to do a big steak night, we're going to do, you know, wine and beer specials and uh, it's going to be a fun night. We're going to do our anniversary here, which is going to be really funny because we have our grand opening and then two months later we're going to do our anniversary. Big anniversary party. Right, our big anniversary. So, you know, although we've also considered doing uh, um, seven birthdays, you know, so we'll do, you know, Bella's birthday, celebrate Bella's birthday. You know, seven times a year uh-huh. and do a whole whole event around her her birthday.
2: Yeah, you could almost... Yeah, like this is the 28th anniversary,
1: <laughs> Yeah, there you go. It's the 28th anniversary. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Does that make us one of the oldest craft breweries? Uh, you are getting that? there, oh, okay. yeah. I think in so. dog
3: years. I know, right? In dog, right? dog ears. ears. Oh,
1: holy crap.
2: We <laughs> <laughs> just came up with a, a new marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right.
1: That's right. Oh.
2: That's all. Awesome. Yeah, coming up four year anniversary in February, and, and man, it just everything, everything just is going by so fast. Like in the very beginning, it's like 2019. It just seems nutty as can be. Right when I uh, got here, I pulled up something because I post some stuff on Facebook, and the first thing that popped up was four years on ESPN. is uh, right now, as I like four, it was like man, has it really been four years? And then with all this stuff, but yeah. It's uh, it's been a lot of beers. Yeah. That's for sure. Time
1: is flying, isn't it?
2: Time is flying, but um, uh, it just it's really odd though because like the last couple of years have really flown by, and I'm sure it's the same thing for you guys. Uh, whenever I guess whenever you really focus on something, like your business, yeah, uh, it is day to day. Just it's all fun, and everybody's having a good time. But it just it's like a, a distraction. Yeah. yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like oh man, it's 2022. Yeah.
1: Well. Well, especially like the last three months, we you know when we were building this place. You know, we we were here every free moment, right? And so you get off you get off work, and then you come come to the uh, the tap room to paint or to put baseboards in or to to do something and for three months it that's what we were focusing on right and and so every minute of the day was taken up and you're leaving here it's you know 10 11 12 o'clock at night you know every night and you don't realize three months goes by yeah. You know, because it cause it's just it's just a blink of an eye because you're so busy. And uh, so we're we're actually looking forward to, you know, now that we have it open and Brett finally got to quit his job. That's our big, you know, milestone for the for the brewery. He's quit his day job and uh get so to now sleep he gets in a, a little focus. bit now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, going back to that. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah.
1: You know, cause brew days start at what time, uh, Aaron?
3: Uh, well, summertime, about one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I know. Um, because
0: you gotta get yeah, the heat done, right?
1: You know, we wish that. Was
3: yeah, a joke. no, it, 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 like, like you know, I've worked around, you know, like uh, electric systems, direct fire systems, stuff like that. It just gets way too hot in the summertime. And uh, I was complaining and moaning coming off third shift from another place and everything else like that. And then whenever August hits, I'm like, I will be there at 10 o'clock at night to start the brew because it's too freaking hot in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, brew day normally starts at, like four or five o'clock in the morning. So Well,
2: it's, uh, it's good, man. I'm glad we rolled down here. We'll definitely, you'll see me out here a lot because uh, it's not that far from my house. And, oh,
1: I'm all right with that. Uh,
2: just, like, come hang out with you guys a little yeah. bit. Drink some more barley wine. Tell some bad stories. You know, stuff like that.
0: <laughs> John, thanks for coming out.
2: No, I appreciate it very much. And, uh, uh you know, Fetching Lab... Their new tap room down in Texas City. If you haven't been out here yet, they just opened up. You need to roll down here and come check it out and drink some pints. We didn't even talk about the bar, in which we're oh, we're gonna do this yeah. on a whole other show. Oh, but oh, when, yeah. whenever whenever you come here, ask about the bar and where it came from, and the history behind it. hundred year
0: old bar, the actual physical bar, not the building.
2: Yes, the actual physical bar that you'll be sitting at definitely has some history. And come come ask uh come ask them about that. Yeah, but. Thanks for having us out. It's been fun. Always good to see all you. Thank you. Always thank you good. Sh- uh, let's have a couple more pints as soon as we wrap up this show. And uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And the show was sponsored by Tap Brewery. Uh, man, like I say, Houston Hayes. IPA cans, six-packs are out right now. 12-ounce cans, very shotgunnable, very... Just sessionable. I mean, there's a lot of been a lot of talk lately about sessionable beers. And, Where's and, my
3: can? The shotgun.
2: Well, my that's a good question. <laughs> awesome. my, I don't my, know.
1: I don't remember shotgunning before the show started.
2: Oh, we did not. <laughs> uh, how do we poke holes in the top of bottles? <laughs> that's what we have here.
1: <laughs> we will and, figure it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have a
1: rocket scientist.
2: Life yeah. finds a way. <laughs> oh no, he is now a brewery and a bar owner, that's not a true. rocket scientist anymore. Yeah. No, but congratulations on all this. The place looks fantastic. And you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, all those places. And be on the lookout for Phase 2 because it is coming back at the uh, January 18th. And they also, No Label Brewed, the Resilience IPA, and that's going to benefit the Paradise Fires in California. So look for those kegs as well. Great job out here. Uh, good job over there, DJ Muskrat. <laughs> and um, now I want to thank uh, Fetching Lab for having us out. Everybody be safe. Go Rockets. Go Texans. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Happy New Year.